Hey, this is Jason Stein, and welcome to another episode of the Wellness Renegade podcast. Here we explore the crossroads of wellness entrepreneurs like you and me who are committed to making money while helping others live healthier lives. People are going up against big pharma, insurance conglomerates, and the mainstream medical model. Each episode, we journey into the challenges and the breakthroughs it takes to own your own business, pave the path through conventional medicine, and truly become a wellness renegade. Today's episode is sponsored by Jane App. Before we get into the episode, I'd like to take a moment and just thank them. If you don't know Jane, they're HIPAA compliant, all-in-one practice management software that's loved by the acupuncture community. Jane offers online booking, electric charting, insurance billing, integrated payments, and so much more. I could keep reading the script, but I could let you know that my wellness center in Joseph, Oregon uses Jane. And so it's not just a pitch, it's uh, to have you check them out. So if you're really interested, check out jane.app slash acupuncture hyphen US. It'll be in the show notes, so you don't have to worry about that. Today, I want to welcome co-founder and CEO of Metolius Hemp, John Fries. Welcome, John. Thanks, Jason. That intro was good, man. Super hey, thank energetic. you. Thank Super you. Energetic. So we have known each other for years. You are a serial entrepreneur. And years ago, you started a hemp company and really it's a little bit of a misnomer because it's a CBD company. Yeah. And so is the name Metolius Hemp or is it Metolius CBD? Metolius Hemp Company is the official business entity's name. Um, we're uh, playing around with probably changing the name to Metolius Wellness with time. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we just thought that utilizing hemp within the name would allow us to market and promote the business uh, because hemp as a plant, obviously it's the cannabis plant, but the notion is, is that it's uh, predominantly devoid of THC and it is full of cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids. And so hemp as a category uh, not only allowed us to speak to all of those uh, different elements of the plant, but also candidly uh, for marketing, search engine optimization, and for social media, actually be able to post information about our company without getting banned. Now, you just said some big words, flavonoids, CBD, I hear CBG, I hear CBN, and I'm clueless. I really like CBD. Everybody now knows what CBD is. It's come to the market, pain relieving, sleeping better. Yeah. Um, but let's break it down a little bit. Like, what's the origin story of CBD? Where, wh wh How did it happen? Well, um, Dr. Raphael out of Israel um, actually uh, did a couple of things. He's now passed, uh, but he is the uh, he is the forefather of all things really cannabis. Um, helped discover the endocannabinoid system, which is in you and I and all mammals on Earth. Uh, it is a it is a biological system uh, within the human body that regulates mood, sleep, anxiety, stress, immune system, etc. Just like many other systems in the body does. Uh, however, the only thing that can um, fill, if you will, uh, or support or supplement the endocannabinoid system is cannabinoids. And cannabinoids is just a term. It's a it's essentially a chemical that is naturally produced in the plant. Um, and there are a myriad of them. Uh, people state there's up to 300 cannabinoids. There's really about 100 in total that are inside the cannabis plant. 
and they each have different uh, abilities to attach to receptors in your body and have outcomes and impact on your health. Um, when it comes to uh, cannabinoids, um, which is THC, CBD, CBG, CBN, all of them that you know the, the three-letter acronyms for, and some are four and some are five-letter acronyms, uh, all of those cannabinoids are the most available, the most uh, significant in their potency, and uh, there is the largest swath of them in the cannabis plant. Cannabinoids are in 25 plants on planet Earth, um, but it would be like saying... Um, where can I get keratin most readily available in, in a fruit or vegetable and be carrots? And uh, it's like that, but imagine a carrot being full of almost every major um, vitamin, mineral, and um, healthy metal. Uh, that's kind of what the cannabis plant is. And that's why it's it, it's had such amazing an amazing level of impact on the market and on consumers because uh, it houses all of these different elements. And uh, what you have to do though is right, pull out the right ones put it in the right form factor, give it to the right person for the right purpose. And it can be, can candidly be life-changing. So it, it, it's interesting because I did a little bit of research and it looks like in 2021, there were about 2000 uh, CBD companies in the United States. And that was down from 3000 in 2020. So a thousand exited. They, they probably came in it for the money, didn't yes. make it left. How many are there in the U S now? Uh, they're claiming your, your numbers are right on, on the money. Uh, it's dropping by about a third a year. Wow. Um, not just due to, you know, the pandemic and the current economy, not just the United States, but globally. And, and you nailed it. I think the vast majority of these founders um, and companies were launched under the auspices of what they call the green rush. Um, and, and it was real. Uh, when we, uh, five years ago, we started farming separate uh, company entity, but we were farming industrial hemp, the cannabis plant, less THC. And uh, it looks exactly the same as the cannabis plant. It is the cannabis plant. Uh, it's just been genetically um, over the many, many years, not modified like Monsanto, but rather crossbred uh, until it didn't uh, express THC. But we were farming. And uh, when we were farming, Jason, to give you a sense, uh, we started with one farm that we owned about 90% of because we were sharing with the landowner. We moved to two, moved to four, and moved to seven farms. So we owned parts of seven farms here in Central Oregon. We The last year we farmed significantly. We had 84 acres and generated uh, $2.4 million in industrial hemp plants that we sold. Uh, we got paid on about 1.3 million of those. So people took the crop, promised to pay, uh, didn't. And, 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 but the money was real. I mean, you can imagine working from May until about October uh, with a team of about nine people mm -hmm. and doing half million in sales. Uh, you can imagine the margins are significant. Um, so the greenwash was, was real, is real. Uh, but with time, uh, you know, like, it, like you so unfortunately see is, is farmers, uh, take the brunt end of uh, of the financial impact right. um, when something gets commoditized. So it got commoditized. There was an overabundance of farmers. There was an overabundance of a product. And uh, in the end, the prices uh, went down. And um, unlike corn and soy and other things, there's not government subsidization. So if you couldn't financially make it work, you, you had to stop. Uh, but then people started launching companies like ours that produce consumer products. And, and again, I think uh, in the early days, as you might recall, you'd pick up a bottle of tincture for a hundred to $160. Um, those are now selling for 50 to $60. So a third of those prices. 
And you have to actually build a business where uh, you have margin, you have economies of scale, you've got quality product, you've built a brand, um, products are actually efficacious. So, you know, it's just like anything else. Um, people get all pumped up and excited about AI right now. Um, previously, they were excited about Web3. Uh, you know, there's always these trends uh, where something becomes new and innovative and a lot of people jump in. But uh, Although the interesting thing about CBD is the trend is upward. And so when I look at, at my research, it looks like by 2026, there's gonna it's going to be a $16 billion industry. Yeah, so farms are going down, but the usage is going up. Yes, and 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 what's been interesting is when the you know when it first got legalized under the the farm bill in 2014, which was driven by the Obama administration, allowing um, you and I to get a license in various states and grow industrial hemp and sell it. Um, back then, it was predominantly you were selling flour. You were literally growing the plant, cutting off the flour, which most people know is a bud or a nug. Uh, and people were selling it as a smokable item, either to be ground up and put into a pre-roll or a joint or, or a can of gar, something along those lines, or just smoked in a pipe or a, a water pipe. Um, but that wasn't really mass market, right? You know, a lot of people aren't like, I'm going to get out the bong and, <laughs> and take in my CBD. So uh, as the plant uh, was able to get into what they call different byproducts. So an oil that is called distillate, it's literally if you squeeze the oil out of the flower, something called isolate, which is when they isolate a particular molecule and it's in a powder form. Uh, so there's all these different byproducts that can now be put into products, whether it be a tincture, a gummy, a smokable, a lip pouch, uh, some sort of a drink. Uh, and so as those byproducts became more readily available, which they weren't at all in the United States uh, until really around about 2017, um, that really opened it up to mass market. Then consumers can be like, I'm not comfortable smoking, but yes, I would chew that gummy to see if it helps me sleep or helps with my anxiety. And now we've got the product suite amongst ourselves and quote unquote, all of our competitors or peers in the space. And, uh, and people are seeing results that are akin to, if not better than, in many instances, what they've received from pharmaceutical or Western medicine. Plus, it's more affordable. Plus, they can get it shipped direct to their door. So it's curious because, as you say, that it's it's a byproduct and it's going into everything. It makes me think about corn syrup. Is it, like, it going to end up in cornflakes? That you're, you're going to have CBD cornflakes? I, I could see Kellogg uh, trying to pull that off, uh, but I think that is probably a better definition of greenwashing um, uh, than even what we see with the environmental movement and companies associated with, with quote unquote, environmental causes. Uh, what we believe at Metolius is that you cannot, which is proven, you cannot overdose on cannabis, including THC, uh, not a single recorded death in human history. Um, uh, but you can underdose. And the vast majority of companies are providing infinitesimal levels of, of these cannabinoids in their products. So just to give you a sense, and this might be helpful to the listeners, if you go and buy a gummy, uh, I actually saw some uh, a few months back at, at a convenience store, and they were the Martha Stewart gummies. It's not a negative on Martha, uh, but they were 10 milligrams each, Jason, per gummy. Uh, when you eat a gummy, the human system, depending on your metabolism and your digestive tract and its and its overall health, will absorb two to seven percent of what you eat in regards to a gummy. So that ten milligrams, seven percent of that milligram is less than one milligram of CBD. Our products 
have anywhere from 100 to 1600 milligrams mm -hmm. uh, of CBD. And the studies now that have been done are showing that an average male like you and I um, probably needs two to 300 milligrams of CBD a day to specifically regulate the system. Not dissimilar to uh, the daily average that you see on the back of your supplements or on, on, on packaging on products uh, that has been tested as what will be effective or efficacious uh, for your system. So how much vitamin C do you need? How much vitamin D, et cetera? Um, we are seeing that the market has underdosed uh, and that's why we often get the uh, anecdotal and written feedback. Like I've tried CBD three, four, five times. Nothing ever worked until I tried your products. I'm not saying that. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, I'm totally getting it. And and this is a little bit of a David versus Goliath, the Wellness Renegade podcast. And so, what do you think the solution is? As the conglomerates kind of gobble up all the small farms and then kind of reduce the dosage so that they can get their mar their profit margin small, but they hit the mass population. Um, to me, when I think about Metolius, I've, I've been down to corporate headquarters and you guys are more of a boutique farm. Um, mm -hmm. I think you guys are doing a great job with production. I also, I was very surprised you were the first CBD company that I noticed were sending your tests, like all the documentation um, when a, a product was purchased or you're you're showing it online in a yeah. very visible way where if I go to 7-Eleven and I buy a CBD, I don't see anything about like where all the, the uh, scientists are listing out the report of what they're finding. And, yeah. and so uh, my guess is in the next couple of years, when we see that upward trend of more people using CBD It'll be similar to the vitamin um, kind of uh, disarray of not all vitamins are equal. You can get very high quality vitamins and you can get vitamins that just pass through the system and they do nothing for the body. And so how do you, as a very small company, uh, continue to educate? Continuing to educate is, is definitely difficult. Um, uh, we're fortunate that uh, part of our business model, which is very laborious, uh, but amazing in the same respect, uh, doing events. So we we do we're going to do about 250 event days this year. Uh, and by that, I just mean these are farmers markets. These are community events. These are health fairs. Uh, and we're able to spend uh, countless hours one on one with consumers. And our conversations with them are not just similar to this, probably not this amount of time, this level of in-depth prepared questions, but uh, that has been one of the primary ways we've been able to educate. Of course, we try to leverage social media, our website, we have a large swath of videos, uh, and we've actually been discussing creating an educational content platform. You know, but the reality is, is uh, in the end, uh, what we have found to be the most powerful is just word of mouth as a form of education. Don't get me wrong. Uh, a consumer that's used one of our products may not have all of the data and information to sort of back the science uh, behind the product and the value of, of, of the cannabinoids. However, uh, as you well know, uh, word of mouth is the strongest form of marketing and referrals in the world. And uh, it is your customers advocating and evangelizing on behalf of the impact of your products to others. So that that has been a big, big way um, that we've been able to educate. But I, I'd like to say one last thing on what you were um, stating, like how to, you know, if it's David versus Goliath, how do you really differentiate? Uh, I think, unfortunately, in, in today's world, um, having been in startups for so long and, and been working with so many startups, 
that's almost inevitable that the Goliaths will do exactly as you described. They will ramp production. They'll acquire a certain number of companies. They will maximize margins. They will minimize the quality of the product often that, that they put out uh, in order to optimize returns. Um, we're not going to do that as a company. And so I, I I hope and what we are attempting to do is be more like a doctor's Bra Dr. Bronner's uh, or Burt's Bees. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like it. Or, or Garden are, of Life. Garden are you guys Life. a B Corp right now? We're not a B Corp. Uh, perhaps with time, uh, there are limitations with yeah. us being a CBD company. I mean, you're, you're probably aware of almost all of them, but can't advertise in anywhere near the same capacity as any other industry. You have to have a specific licensure in your particular state. You, there are certain states you can't ship to based on certain products. There's just a lot of regulatory elements, including things like getting B Corp status. So with time, with time, I mean, man, it's uh, it's improved a lot. But back in the day, you couldn't even get a bank. And how um, how long have you guys been? Uh, what What's the uh, opening date? Uh, May 20th, 2020, 520, 2020 was when we uh, officially launched Matolis. We had been farming uh, for about two and a half years prior to that, and then launched this new entity, retracted yeah. from 84 acres uh, with, with our prior company down to about two. Yeah. Because uh, that's one of the things that you end up finding is you don't need all uh, of these plants when you're not just selling the flower. When you take that flower and you can compress it and get the oil or the isolated molecules out of it, you need dramatically less material to provide the real medicine to consumers. So here's a, a question that I often think about is like you, you have a wellness provider and they go in their bathroom and they make a product and the product is actually really good. How do you scale? Like, how do you scale and not go bankrupt is really my question. I think it's, it's insanely difficult to be honest. I think, um, you know, as you know, we've we've partnered um, with SuperCube, um, started by uh, Laura Dilks, who's an amazing acupuncturist, and and she provided and created this product um, that is a, a coffee superfood supplement. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, you know, she's got a practice in Portland, Oregon's been doing it for you know better part of 15, 16 years. And ten years ago, invented this product. Uh, it looks like a chocolate mousse, as you know, you've had it. Uh, and inside of it is a series of uh, super high grade organic functional mushrooms, reishi, turkey tail, lion's mane, et cetera, plus organic ghee, plus ceremonial cacao, all this stuff. So she was making it for her patients uh, as an adjunct to the care provided at the clinic. Uh, and what people were finding is, is that they were like, I have less stress. I feel like my coffee isn't making me feel as jittery. I feel as though I um, have a better all overall immune system. So we partnered with her. Uh, and added CBD into the product. But to give you a sense, I mean, this is an amazing, I think it's one of the best products. I've been drinking it for about two years straight. I think it's one of the best products I've ever used in my life uh, in any capacity. And, uh, you know, but she was giving it to patients and, and then eventually selling it to them. And now she's working to scale it, but it is, and, and I don't think I'm overstepping here. It is the most difficult part uh, because you need the capital, mm -hmm. uh, which most of us don't have. Even if we have amazing credit and $100,000 credit line, it's very difficult to get a product out there and break through all of that noise. And that's why I use those um, uh, the, those those example points of Bronner's, Burt's Bees. These are companies that took 20 to 25 years. I don't want it to take 20 to 25 right. years. Now, now with these products, did they end up shipping overseas for productions or are those still made in the US? Uh, I think I'm not, Bronner's, no, as I know. Uh, Burt's, perhaps. 
but that was post acquisition. So this is when a large conglomerate buys them, and it's like and that's, that's what happens, right? Yeah. So for us, we our goal is to exit, quote unquote, get acquired, yeah, a couple of times, and, and you and and you hope that you find the right suitor, uh, the right buyer uh, that won't uh, do that and diminish the value of your products. It, it becomes someone out of your control, but I think um, that they would be wise to um, to to maintain the model. And this is the last thing I want to say on that is. Uh, you know, back in the day, Jason, the only way for you and I, generally speaking, to get a product out to a consumer was to go through a distributor or a retailer. Right. That's not the case anymore. And so, uh, you know, about 95, 96% of our sales are direct to the consumer. You, we would meet you at an event. Mm. Uh, you would read one of our newsletters, see us online and, and buy direct from us as a company. What that allows us to do is to cut out that entire middle layer, which usually includes distributor representatives that mm -hmm. get commissions. Retailers want what they call a keystone markup. They want, if you sell them something for 12 bucks, they want to mark it up to 24 and sell it to the consumer. They want to make uh, a 50% of the margin, which is a hundred percent markup. And you know, most of these companies aren't doing that when you're the manufacturer of a product, especially if you're vertically integrated like us, you know, and, and for the um, listeners that, that don't understand vertical integration, it means that we go all the way from seed to, to the end product. So, you know, uh, everything is controlled within the confines of our business. We're not dependent on anyone else outside of a couple of raw materials. Um, but that's the way you can actually win in today's world. You can build in today's world a direct relationship with your customers, ship to them direct, cut out all these middlemen uh, distributors, give a better price to the consumer, a better overall experience, uh, and then really keep them for life. So when you build a company like that and you sell it, yeah, uh, the reason someone wants to buy is they're like, you have 25,000, 215,000 direct customers, their phone numbers, their emails, they are engaged, they're loyal to you, they use you regularly, and then they become evangelists. And uh, you can't you can't beat that. I mean, so many companies out there uh, have no idea who their end customer is, and we're fortunate That's enough true. to. That's true. That is true. And I want to make a shout out to to the listeners. If you know investors, what I would like to see is more investors investing in social impact companies that are small and have them grow in sustainable ways, rather than let's cheapen the product and and cheapen the price and like cheapen the effects because whether it's Supercube or whether it's Metolius or whatever it is, part of what you guys are creating are high quality products that are impacting the health and well-being of individuals, the end user. So I love that it's not just seed to finish, it's seed to the hands of the consumer. And yes. I, I often say this, John, is that you, you you can't go into a supermarket in the United States any longer without seeing a line out the door for the pharmacy. Yep. And if people are willing to invest just a little bit more, not a lot more, a little bit more into their health and well-being, the results are so dramatic. And oh. so I just kudos to you because I know the hard work that you and your team have to roll up your sleeves and deal often with a lot of BS just to get to the right people. And then they're having the results. One of the things that I love about Metolius is that you guys branch very quickly into dips, canagars, other products. And I still have, I, I'm sure they're out there. I've just never seen another CBD dip. And yeah. 
I, I find that uh, my patients are really having dramatic results by using the dips. And so I just, I, I think that part of the show being, being David versus Goliath, thank you for doing all the hard stuff because it would just be easier to go work for a, you know, high-end sales job selling something you're not really interested in. And well, you uh, know, it would pay better. It would absolutely <laughs> pay better. So, you know, as we're looking at this, there's going to be a distinction in the next couple of years. And you, mm -hmm. you're going to have two sides of a fence. One side is going to say whole hemp CBD. And the other side is going to say, no, let's let's distillate it out. Let's is that the right word? Distillate it out. Yeah, yeah, extract, dis, extract yeah, it. Um, and so, tell me why Metolius made that choice, and why you think that's a, a beneficial choice. I think you know, candidly, uh, going back a, a little bit on the on the dips, uh, uh, we call them river dips. They are a lip pouch. Uh, that you place in your lip, not dissimilar to traditional uh, chewing tobacco pouch. However, ours are white and they're just full of four organic ingredients. Um, and 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 if I may, I'll, I'll tell a little bit about that because I think it will help answer uh, the question. So that was invented for, uh, I think, as you know, for for our autistic son. Um, you know, he's 13, but started using CBD at eight. Uh, and we were using Jason, a tincture from a company. It was $165 a bottle. Um, but uh, due to the autism, it was difficult for him to hold tincture under his tongue and didn't like the flavor. You're supposed to hold tincture for 60 to 120 seconds under your tongue for optimal sublingual absorption. So I saw these guys using Zin, which is a nicotine product. It's the number one selling nicotine product in convenience stores across the United States. It's a $15 billion company. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if he and other kids like him would take a dip not with nicotine, uh, but with things like magnesium and CBD and CBG in them. So went and bought a bunch of these, cut them, blew out, blew out all of the uh, the negative materials and, and started to fill them with, with, with the materials that we had. And uh, he now uses them uh, twice a day. We have families all over the country that utilize them, uh, obviously with the parents' approval uh, for their children. They're completely safe, um, but you know, we obviously can't sell to them, uh, only to their parents. But to give you a sense is with that product, we put 100 milligrams of CBD and CBG when he was taking his tincture, if he held it under his tongue for 60 to 120 seconds, he would get probably somewhere in the relative neighborhood of 30 to 35 milligrams of CBD. And no was that whole hemp, that product? Was it whole hemp? That was whole hemp, which has right. additional value. So they're Got not it. directly comparable. Yeah. However... The fact that he can throw it, buccal absorption, which is the absorption between the gum line and the cheeks, is about 10 to 15% higher than even sublingual. Yeah. Um, and so by him doing that, he's getting three times the amount of CBD, which is the predominant cannabinoid that will help him in his life. Uh, but it's so convenient. It's so fast. It absorbs in minutes and it doesn't bother him and it tastes great. So that became our number one selling product. Like you said, you've seen the results. Uh, it is our number one selling product. There's no other company that has it. Uh, and for us, we were like, okay, what is a form product? Because this is kind of our big thing is we want to do three things when you when we provide you a product. We want to use it in the form factor. If you're used to smoking a cigar, we want to replace it. A cigarette, we want to replace it. Dipping, we want to replace it. A gummy, uh, or excuse me, a pill, we want to replace it. So we want to match your form factor. Two, we want to match your price. So whatever you're paying right now, whether it's a negative product, with it's a negative vice, like smoking cigarettes, we want to match the price you're paying for your pack of American spirits with our 
canarets, which are a direct organic alternative. And then third, we want to have the exact opposite health results. So um, this is obviously not always the case, uh, but if you are taking a particular sleep aid, um, an anti-anxiety medication, or you're smoking cigarettes or chewing tobacco, we want to produce a product that, again, it matches the look and feel of what they call a form factor, matches your price, uh, and then ultimately gives you the opposite health effects. Instead of you feeling jittery uh, or becoming uh, becoming habit-forming and addictive, we want it to have um, giving you a sense of calm, improving your overall wellness, your immunity, et cetera. So that is really our model is we're going to match what you already take. It's going to be a healthier version. We're going to match your price. If we can do that, the only way we can do that is being vertically integrated. We think we can um, we can help people exit uh, their um, unhealthy vices and create healthy ones. So that's really I like the- that. I like that a lot. If you can change habits to be healthier habits. Um, and I like specifically, John, what you said about the look and the feel, because people yes. are so tactile, especially when they come to smoking or they come to dips or they come to whatever it is. Um, they want that to be similar. And that's very smart of you and the company to move in that direction. Uh, I just appreciate your time today. I appreciate learning more about CBD and what makes you different. And I really appreciate the journey of you and all the small businesses that are like, yeah, the world, the people of the world are, are um, needing support in living healthier lives. And uh, I see you being a, a part of that solution. So thank you for being here today. Thanks for having us, Jason. I appreciate it, man. For the listeners, uh, where can they get more information? I'll put it in the show notes, but let's hear you say it. Yeah, they, they can go to metoliushemp.com um, or metolius.market, either one of those sites. They both lead to the same place. And uh, there you will see... Um, all of our um, products, uh, and and I would state that probably one of the best things they could do, Jason, is 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 go to the videos page, if you would. Uh, there you will see um, tens and tens and tens of direct customer testimonials, um, where people have become regular users of our products, and they will tell you in their own words the life changing effects, and it's broken down by which product they utilize or series of products they utilize. Uh, and I think that's probably the most important is to the wellness renegade uh, listeners and, and viewers and anyone that, that that ends up hearing this is just, you know, don't take our word for it. Um, go and go and hear how the lives have changed. It's it, it's you you deal with this every day um, out, out at, at, at your practice and at your wellness center. But to hear and I know so a lot of healthcare providers hear this, but a lot of consumer product providers don't hear this as much as they probably would like to. When you change someone's life health wise. Uh, there, there's almost no greater gift you could give them because uh, like they say, the real the real wealth in life is health and love and family and friendships. And if you can take off and, and provide at least one of those, um, it's easy to wake up in the morning and be motivated to keep doing it um, because what's out there right now is kind of pretty crappy and mm -hmm. I know we can do better. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, thank you and uh, Metolius for being here today. I'm Jason Stein um, from the Wellness Renegade podcast, wellnessrenegades.com. I would really appreciate it if you listen to this episode, if you can like, share, and really get the word out that we're on all the streaming, um, different uh, iTunes to Spotify. Uh, let's help the small guy win. I'm Jason Stein. I'm wishing you guys a great day.